Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's Word about different topics we all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Hi, Chosen Girl fam. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About It. We are so excited to be back um, to talk again about toxicity. Um, We've heard us talk about it last week, and then two weeks prior to that, we had a break with Maddie, weeks um, in between um, with Me Too Sister, and so we're rounding out this series, but we're so excited, and that kind of sounds terrible to be excited about cancel culture um, (laughs) and toxic cultures and diet culture and work cultures and all the things. But let's be very honest and for us to be very transparent that we are, we too are affected by those cultures and that they are alive and well and so, so much around us. But we really wanted to break some of those things down and talk about the cultures that we should be subscribing into and um, those that we should probably hit the unsubscribe button on. But we, with that being said, I hope you are subscribed to this podcast while we're talking about. Yes. Oh, what a segue, girlfriend. (laughs) I could not have written it down any better. Like, Rate, subscribe. That's right. Share us on your Instagram story. Let us know if we're doing good. Yeah, seriously. And if this podcast has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share it with your friends. And and that just increases, you know, the kingdom. And and you never know how it could change someone's day right there in that moment. And I am a full Mm -hmm. believer that God meets people exactly where they are at the right place at the right time. And so, you know, I, I just love how we can all collectively be a part of that. And, and girly, I'm ready to talk about subscribing to the kingdom of God culture. Like, yes. like that's the culture I'm ready to subscribe to. And, and guys, when we say the kingdom culture, we're talking about the way that God does things, the way that Jesus orchestrated, um, attitudes and actions and reactions here on this earth in, um, response to this world around him. Mm-hmm. And, I think about the way that things are done in the Bible with the principles that are exemplified in the Bible and in how things will even be in the kingdom of heaven one day. And I've actually read half a book. I'm, I'm one of those people that sometimes I get really excited about the next book that I buy. And so I stop reading one halfway because I get so excited. But Relatable. <laughs> yes, I have read half of Alex Seeley's um opposite life and I don't know why I've only read half because it is a fantastic book talking about how if you look at the principles in the Bible it literally is the opposite life of what world mm-hmm. culture tells you to live and we know that these principles have rang true for hundreds and thousands of years and they are the only truths and the only principles that can stand up against the weight of an ever shifting world and culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to talk today about some of the cultures that get on our nerves. (laughs) (laughs) 
we're just being completely honest with you, but even more important, this is the big umbrella question that we're talking about you guys is how do Christians navigate in a world culture that does not align with the culture of God's kingdom? It, that is such a big umbrella question, but I also want to just throw out there something that crossed my mind. You know, the word of God says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be, remo- be renewed. Oh my gosh. With a transforming of your mind, we would not need transformation if, if the two were so closely related. Yeah, that's right. But it, it has to be the opposite. Yes. And I love the last part of that verse that says, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is mm-hmm. his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I'm like, isn't that what we all want? Like, we all want to know what God's will is for our life. And if we keep conforming and going with the flow of this world and we refuse to transform our thoughts by the renewal of our mind, we will we will not attain that. We will not get to know. Mm-hmm what God has for us. So today we're going to just talk about a few things that guys are just straight up hard. And honestly, they just straight up suck sometimes. We're going to talk about toxic world or toxic work culture. Um, Even when self-care can become toxic Um, diet culture. That's all that I need to say. I don't have any other comments on that. Um, It's just the words diet culture. And then even um, how politics can get really um, toxic gaslighting and cancel culture even systemic um, racism and discrimination Mm -hmm. so we're gonna cover all this in less than an hour so buckle up buttercup we're 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 ready to go (laughs) so uh i guess liz i'm gonna be completely honest with you something that is really testing my nerves right now is cancel culture and, and if, y'all, if y'all can hear Coke Collins in the background, he is throwing a fit. I think that there's some kind of delivery service at our home at this moment. Um, yeah. Or a robber. Who knows? So we're going we gonna to plead the Holy Spirit on that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, cancel culture, in my opinion, is absolutely terrifying. Um, yeah, it is. Yes. First and foremost, absolutely. It is terrified at the thought that you can that you get canceled for honestly being a human. Um, for mixing up. Now, some people, guys, we're not saying like, you know, in pop culture and stuff like that, people who have like sexually harassed or even been accused of rape. It's like, not okay. Those things are not okay. Racial discrimination, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. It is not okay. But if you look at biblical principles, such as grace, forgiveness, mm-hmm. redemption, mm-hmm. That does not align with this cancel culture. And the thing too is that just because if you don't buy into into cancel culture, I feel like it's almost like you get canceled by association. But yes. forgiveness is not the same as justification. But that's how that's how it almost seems to the world. That if you're not if you're not for me, you're against me. If um if you forgive if you forgive someone who does something wrong, then that means that means that you stand by and you're here, you support it. And that's not necessarily true. Right. Um because our our Lord and Savior doesn't even do that with us. We are just laced with sin and we make so many mistakes. And I am I would almost, I feel very confident saying that if cancel culture was a thing that Jesus Christ bought into, I'm like, I think heaven might be almost empty. There'd be no new people. You're so right, Liz. 
you're so right. And, and guys, I understand having beliefs and, and standing up for your beliefs. That's literally what, what we're doing here as people of faith. Like, obviously we, we don't bend or break to every belief system that comes into our, our viewpoint, but you know, I understand people saying, you know, I don't shop here because, you know, they, they, you know, buy products that are, that support child labor or, you know, that like, Mm -hmm. I understand to a certain extent having viewpoints that, that alter your actions a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like example, Hunter just watched that show, like the sea conspiracy or sea conspiracy about how horrible the trade labor is for fishermen across the world. And it's actually like really intense and horrible. And like so many fishermen are killed. Like, I'm like, what for us to have food? What in the world? So Hunter is like tore up right now. And I ate sushi the other night and he was like, Sarah, I can't believe you're eating that. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, like I say, that's a silly example. It's, it's not, I don't want to use the word silly disrespectfully because that that documentary was so real and very intense and people losing their lives over an industry for monetary reasons is absolutely horrible and evil like that is horrible and I hate that that's that's part of the world that we live in now but I'm talking about you know guys if we chose to like write off every single person who had done something wrong we would just have to be alone yeah (laughs) We would yes. just be alone if we wrote off every single place to shop that did things that we didn't disagree or did things that we didn't agree with. We wouldn't be able to shop anywhere. No, no. But but another reality is that it can be very easy to be quick to judge and to hold someone to this big standard. And I, I I cannot remember when we talked about it last, but probably when we talked about expectations in one of our episodes. Um, but if you're holding someone to a standard that they didn't uh, also mutually buy into, um, it's not fair to cancel them over rules that they never agreed to follow. Um, and I'm not saying that like being like, we're not talking about giant social issues like no. we mentioned before, but <clears throat> excuse me, y'all allergy season. Um, (laughs) but one of the, but one of the big things is like, what would, how would you feel if the roles were reversed? Um, would you, would you come with the same, um, conviction and the same, um, like keep that same energy (laughs) if you were in that seat and nine times out of 10, we can say absolutely not. Yeah. Like it's different when it's not you. It's different when it's somebody else. Um, when it impacts somebody else, but suddenly when someone gets all up in your business and someone wants to call you out, you're looking for grace and forgiveness. But those who are, who are quick to forgive and quick to give grace oftentimes receive that same grace back pretty quickly. Well, and that's not a guarantee, but often. yeah, well, a biblical principle, not only reaping and sowing, Mm-hmm. But also Matthew 7, 1 through 5 says, judge not that you not be judged for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye. And so guys, with the harshness that we judge, that harshness will be returned back to us in judgment. With the kindness and the understanding that we judge, that will be returned back to us. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. if you're sowing seeds of grace and forgiveness and and second chances not unwise chances given guys like y'all know what we're talking about we're talking about just not writing people off at the at the drop of a hat Mm -hmm. um because you wouldn't want someone to write you off so quickly and and i've talked about this before and and this is probably one of my most vulnerable traits is whenever i'm misunderstood i absolutely lose my mind like oh yeah there's nothing worse for for my personality um and and if you're like this then girl i empathize with you but when when someone misunderstands you or when someone doesn't understand your heart or your motive or where you're coming from and they make harsh assumptions about what you meant by an action or a word or a sentence um and you feel so in that moment like such an act of injustice like if you could just hear me out please like please see my heart please know my heart and you just feel like such a deprivation of grace Mm -hmm. in that moment and I never want to make anyone feel that way yeah because I felt that way and it feels horrible it really does. I mean, <laughs> I can't think of it one instance where, why would that ever feel good? Why would, you know, and, and if someone came, um, I'm, I'm trying to think, what's a great way to say this? If someone called you out and then said that they were doing it out of love and not, there's a difference between being called out, which usually produces shame versus being called up which is like an encouragement and like a stand beside to encourage someone to do better. Yes. Like why would you want to subscribe to anything that that person's a part of? Yeah, that's so true. And, and being so harsh like that, really, in my opinion, like this, this, there's no verse that says this, but in my experience, it absolutely ruins your witness of the gospel Mm. because if you're not showing grace and love and and giving a chance for forgiveness or redemption then that's not putting the gospel into practice and please guys know that we're not talking about giving foolish second and third chances we're not talking about like we've already talked about toxic relationships like if y'all need more um insight on that go back to uh episode one of the toxic mini series a couple Mm -hmm. of episodes ago we're talking about y'all and and if anyone is a human on social media, you guys know what we're talking about. We have to be so careful about what we type and what we say, because at the drop of the hat, someone can, can comment and say, well, I can't believe you feel this way. And it's something completely misunderstood. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you feel just this huge feeling of despair of like, no, that's not what I meant. Please don't write me off that quickly. Yeah. And that is so dangerous, Mm -hmm. especially in the community of believers oh yeah for sure and you know i can't help but think of um why what i'm sorry it just keeps coming back to this if you try to put yourself in the other person's situation that it says an awful lot yeah you know think checking yourself especially if you were replying to something online and saying you know if if i said this to this person um how would, if someone said the same thing to me that I'm saying to somebody else, how would that make me feel? Yeah. And Liz, you said this when we were studying, but that's the importance of coming at things from the angle of empathy. 
Yes. And there's so many verses in Proverbs that back this up, but one of my favorites is Proverbs 14, 29. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper, like quick to become angry, they exalt folly, which mm-hmm. in my translation is you're glorifying foolishness. Like you are not getting anywhere at all with having yeah. a quick temper. Oh my gosh. You're absolutely right. And you know, I, while we're talking about empathy, um, one of the things that I wrote down in my notes is that when we combine um, empathy and humility to get working together, so that empathy of wanting to care, wanting to understand um, versus the humility of humbling yourself to realize that you're not always right um, and that you don't, <clears throat> that you're not always going to say the right things and that you have no room to, to expect everyone to be perfect, but you get a pass, which is what we've already talked about. Um, when you provide empathy and humility, it's the cost of pride. That's the price that we pay. And you guys haven't heard me say this in a long time, but for me personally, I really believe that, that pride and fear are two things that separate us the most from God. Um, because we are fearful of a response that may happen, or we are too prideful to allow God to take over, or we believe that we know better, that we don't need him, that we don't need his people or his word, his guidance. Um, and it can really get us in a sticky situation. And so just imagine with all of these different toxic cultures that we're talking about, whether that be in the workplace, whether that's cancel culture, diet culture, um, toxic self-care culture, what would happen if we took, all took a moment to be more empathetic to those who are experiencing the worst of those cultures and took a moment to try and understand what, what they're going through and also humble ourselves to realize that we are not so bad, so much better that we couldn't be in their spot and that we need Jesus. And those of us who know the Lord and um, are, are his children and have uh, taken up the faith, you know, it, we have a job to, to show the light of Christ to those who are experiencing the worst of these cultures. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Just, just be kind and realize that you could like, we got a, we all got a plank, a a plank in our own eyes. And so um, we can help each other. Yes. And something that I wrote down kind of going along with that, Liz, is the fact that pride costs so much, but Mm -hmm. buys us so little. So in the, in the process of, you know, examining the world, around us we become so busy and so prideful that we forget to examine our own hearts our own thoughts our own motives and realizing that we are all broken and in need of a savior and we are all humans in need of empathy toward mm-hmm. each other yes because we have all sinned we have all fallen short of the glory of god and you know liz when i look at at work cultures being toxic, whether that be with the people who work there or it kind of being even that, that toxic culture of the American dream of just striving and hustling and burnout and like unhealthy sacrifice toward, you know, material possessions and, and their sacrifice is a beautiful thing, but, but humans just have a way of taking something really beautiful that God created and really twisting it and screwing it up. Like, mm-hmm. I think that self-care is so wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. But when it starts to become an idol and when you start to harm the people around you through your own self-care, 
then that's when it becomes toxic. We talked about that more in a previous episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Diet culture. I think that our bodies are a temple. I think that our bodies are beautiful. I think that fitness is important. I don't treat it like it is, but in my mind, I think it is. Yeah. (laughs) I think that eating healthy is important, but there's this horrible culture, especially amongst women, that your beauty and your worth is dependent upon the standard of what a woman should look like according to the world standards. And that is simply not true. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that, that you're bringing this up because let me, let me ask the question. I didn't, I didn't send this question over to you earlier, but how do we unsubscribe from toxic diet culture? Because we as women experience it at such great lengths. And I know that uh, we've talked about that in, a, in I think our, very, our pep talk of this year, our very first episode of this yes. season, um, and how much it really impacts not just us as grown women, but young women. And so how do, we, how do we unsubscribe and begin to see ourselves through the lens of God to combat that? You know, first of all, obviously knowing how God sees us, like we've got to know that. We've got to know and, and repeat those affirmations to ourself. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying repeating affirmations is like some kind of magical spell you put over yourself. But, but for me, a good thermostat on whether something is becoming toxic to me or not is because, or is when something that I'm doing, whether it be beauty wise or health wise or food wise starts to determine my self worth of myself. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm eating healthy to only look a certain way, because I am not fulfilled unless I look a certain way, then that's toxic to me. Wow. That's really, if I am, you know, doing makeup because I feel completely inadequate and uh, lacking in beauty or worth without the makeup, then for me, that's when I'm kind of like, okay, Sarah, like, how do you feel without your makeup on? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. almost when it starts to become a little mini idol in my life, that's when it starts to become toxic to me because I was even listening to, um, a really fun kind of inspirational kind of pop culture podcast that I love called what we said today. Mm -hmm. And it was called hot girl summer one Oh one. (laughs) <laughs> and it was talking about, and, and at first when I saw that title, I was like, oh gosh, are they about to tell me how to have a hot girl summer? Really, it was all about just exuding confidence and how when you start to realize your self-worth and when you're eating the foods that you eat because you're like, oh, hey, I love fruit. It's summertime. Like, I want to be healthy. I want to nourish this one body I've been given. Mm-hmm. Or when you put on makeup because you genuinely love makeup and it's fun and it does make you feel good, but your worth isn't attached to those things. Right. That's when you can build the confidence. And the best way to have a hot, hot girl summer is to feel confident with the body God gave you. That is so true. You know, you honestly made me think of, <laughs> so y'all are going to laugh at me. So um, I recently ordered a bunch of swimsuits, right? And every last year at this time, I was working out every, almost every day. I was eating way healthier. I was going on walks because we were all in quarantine. Oh, and I look at myself this year and a lot has happened in this last year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all the weight that I lost last year, I have gained back. And I'm like, oh oh my gosh. And then, but you know, I, so I ordered these swimsuits and I was like, I'm not going to look as good as I felt last year. 
and I put them on and I said, I said, hold up. I said, I look cute. And so and I saw her in one this past weekend, y'all. It was so cute. Oh, the watermelon one's one of them. Yeah. It was so cute. I was like, Harry Styles approves of this swimsuit. Thank you. Right. <laughs> but you know, sometimes even if you're not feeling it, you just need to to stare stare at the mirror anyways, smile at yourself anyways. Um <laughs> and that's that's one of the things that I do. But I, I text a friend of mine and I said, Yo, just got those new swimsuits in. Guess what? Um, I'm feeling kind of I'm feeling chunky hot. Um <laughs> I'm chunky, y'all. I'm gonna just be very real. My mom used to say me tell me when I was little, like, you're fluffy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm chunky. But I guess what? I felt hot oh, in that moment. Girl. And that's okay because I'm loving the body that I currently have. And you're you cannot change your body. If you can't fix it in five minutes, it's not worth commenting about anyone else. But you should also show your grace grace yourself in that moment if you can't fix it in five minutes. That's exactly right. And so it's, yeah, so it's just I don't encourage you to critic. Yes, we always are. No one is saying the things that you think that they're saying about you because think about what you would say about that as a person. Um, be as kind to yourself as you would be to your, your best friend. Yes, that is so good. And like even today in that podcast I listened to, they referenced, have you seen those TikToks where it's like at first someone's kind of being like shy and timid and mousy toward the camera and you can tell like by the vibe they're putting off, like their confidence is just low. And then it transitions music and Mm -hmm. they will have on the same outfit, the same makeup, like nothing has changed except they are like doing a power walk toward the camera. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the confidence versus no confidence. It completely changed how they looked to you. And, and y'all, Rome wasn't built in a day. Conf- like confidence has always been something that I've really struggled with. But, but when you start to read about who God made you to be in his word and, and y'all, we've got affirmations and we've done, we've done so many episodes about confidence and, and body image and, and stuff like that. But when you start to realize the truth of who you are in Christ and become comfortable in your own skin it is such a awesome feeling of contentment and guys i'm right there with you does everybody not want to lose 10 pounds does everybody not want to fit into something better but the thing is i know friends who are where i want to be quote unquote physically and it's not enough for them either yeah it's yeah we'll never we'll never get there if if we'll always be striving for something and so you might as well at least enjoy where you are. Um, I know we talked about savor. I think I, now I always think about any of downs and savoring savor where you are right now, because one day we're, we'll all be old y'all and we'll have wrinkles and gray hair. We'll be like, my body was, I was so cute. Yeah, and I thought I was so ugly. It's only getting worse. That's all I right? have to say. Like not to be a Debbie downer. <laughs> it's just, that's what, that's the price to keep on living. But something that just crossed my mind is ladies, whenever, especially as we're talking about just like, body culture and diet culture and things um and how important it is to build up your confidence someone may mistake your confidence for arrogance if intimidation is a factor Mm, that's true so don't take it to heart um of course i'm not telling you know watch keep your ego in check yes don't ask to humble you unless you mean it because he is that's the truth girl (laughs) 
but it's okay to, to say thank you god for for this body that i that i have thank you god for the the way that you made me specifically unique um god help me to cherish the body that i have help me to nourish the body that i have um but if you don't make it to the gym three times a week honey the lord still loves you yes and i'm almost we could have done a whole episode on this legitimately like right. <laughs> celebrating our bodies celebrating our body types and like it's it's so amazing how god made all of us like i even y'all this is tmi like i laugh amongst my friends and even with my sister about how freaking flat-chested i am like you know what i'm saying and i was always kind of made fun of for that like you know growing up like uh you know I guess you could call me a late bloomer, but, uh, I remember always thinking like, that's why I don't have a boyfriend or that's why all my friends have a boyfriend and I don't. And you know, what, what a horrible thing for me in my mind to down how God made me. And of course it's funny and it's, and like, you know, it's kind of like a joke now, but, and I shouldn't even be talking about this, but it's real like comparison and and you can look at somebody and think man i wish i had what they had and they're just sitting there in their seat thinking i wish i had what someone else had or i wish that i was this or it, the grass is never greener on the other side it's greener where you water it and i don't mean that in exercising more i mean that in loving on yourself and loving on your soul um so yeah there's my spill about being flat chested so <laughs> It's it's all it's crazy that you say that because I've literally never once had that thought about it. I would have never thought that that was even a thing for you. Again, you're your own worst critic. Yeah, but you know too. This is why it's so important, guys. What we say to people because those comments that you hear when you're so young and and growing up, they stick with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And so learning to let go and rewire our brains to not believe that about us and even if it is true to not let it define us because it is very true that I'm flat-chested like no like no one lied to me about that like that's actually the truth however what I equivocated that to in my mind as it related to my worth that's what was not true Mm -hmm. and so it's so important that you can, you can celebrate yourself and you can laugh at yourself and you can, um, realize that, you know, there's some things about yourself that may not be what you wished for yourself. Mm -hmm. However, that has nothing to do with who you really are and your worth. Right. And that's, that's really important for us to know you guys. And, and I've probably said some things during all of this talk right now that I've gotten really wrong. And, one day on the other side of the heaven, we'll see, you know, why God made us all different. And I think it's such a beautiful thing, but you know, we all out here trying. So oh, yeah, that's, that's what we, that's what we're here for. Um, so I want to, I want to take, say two things, one, and then transition us to something to another part of uh, toxic culture, but um, it doesn't cost us anything to pepper our days with compliments for others. Um, yeah. Hyping. If I used to say that if I still say this, if I could get paid to be a hype woman for my friends and even strangers as they take photos of themselves, I would love that job. You would be the CEO, honey. 
Thank you. you. And I encourage you guys to give compliments about things that aren't like, of course, y'all be knowing that I compliment people's shoes and their um, purses and their hairstyles. But I encourage you to be very mindful of complimenting people's bodies because you never know what somebody's going through mm -hmm. who may have lost weight due to a sickness or even a mental illness. Mm -hmm. And when people say, Oh my goodness, you look so, so good but they feel horrible on the inside. I think, especially as women, I think that we yeah. all hype people up, but hype people up for, you know, the stuff that's on the inside too. Like, girl, you are so considerate. Thank you so much. Yes. Girl, you did your makeup so pretty today. I love it. You don't even need it, but it's just the cherry on top. Right. It's just like, you have such a compassionate heart. You make me feel seen. You remind me of that, that there are great people in this world. I wish that we could clone you because you are such a light and you shine the light of Jesus. Like she's the CEO y'all. I'm telling y'all right speak that you can even speak that to yourself, but also speak it to your friends and those that are around you at work, whatever. Um, it, it makes everyone say, cause you know how it feels for you to get complimented. Now, while we're talking about work, I really want to bring up toxic work culture and yes. not because I, I'm living in a toxic work environment by no means, but I think that it's something that if we, if you haven't experienced, it may be something that you can, that you might experience, or you might be able to recognize to avoid, um, when you're working or, um, a part of a work toxic work environment. Again, like we mentioned earlier, we're talking about empathy and humility and how those two things could change any kind of toxic environment. And that definitely applies when we're talking about work that we don't always think about it. Um, oftentimes we think about like rules and regulations when it comes to work, but, um, when you're going to work, um, I think it's really important. One of my biggest, I'll share personally, one of my biggest fears in life was being in a career that I hated. Um, because I felt like it would be toxic for me to spend 40 hours a week doing the thing that I despised. Wow. Yeah. You're not wrong. And so don't, I'm just saying that if you are out there and you hate your job right now, if you don't feel like you belong there, if it's in, if it is, um, impeding on how the Lord has called you to live your life, talk to the Lord about that. And be like, God, is this really where I'm supposed to be? If it is, you know, make it very clear. And remember, we've talked about this in other episodes, so I won't go down that path. But the Lord's the Lord will bring confirmation. Um, it's never chaotic, and there's never confusion with the things that come from the Lord. But when you're in a toxic environment at work, if there is a toxic person, um, which is can be very real, um, that you're working with, it is. Oh, I know that it can be very hard and scary to go. Um, to do something about that, but I encourage you to do so because if it's not you, um, those things can happen to someone else. And yeah. because of the faith, because of our faith in our membership within the kingdom of God, um, he's, he's asked for us to not only do his good work, but if you, if that means that he has given you the wisdom on how to handle a very sticky and nasty situation, but you doing so helps someone else not go down that path even if they don't know that it was God, even if they don't know that it was you, yeah, I'm here to tell you that it is worth it. Um, I also want to talk about two parts with work culture, self-inflicted and environmental. So those that I just mentioned were environmental toxicity, but self-inflicted toxicity comes from that hustler's mentality that we're talking about earlier. Um, and there are times in which we can avoid it. And it, and that's why it is self-inflicted. Like 
you failed to meet deadlines because you weren't focused or because of things that you don't forget to show yourself grace, but let's also be real. True, true, true. There have been times when I was scrolling when I should have been working and now I got to work late because to make up for it, Ooh, girl. but also that self-inflicted when, um, there might be a click at work and oh, yeah. you are, you value, you want to be liked by the click more than, um, upholding what you really should do or who you really should be in the workplace. I'm not trying to call y'all out by no, no means, but I'm just saying it's very real because you, everyone wants a work family. Um, so I think it's really important to recognize that if you feel like you are drained and that you dread going into work to try and identify, is it because of, is this something that I can change or control? Or is this something that's outside of like what I can directly control like with my environment and who can I tell about it? Because if I feel this way, that means that someone else might also feel the same or someone behind me may come to feel this way as well. But yeah. that's you my big spiel. Yeah. You could be paving the way to mm -hmm. really help somebody. And guys, you know, that kind of leads me to just kind of full circle back to the question, how do Christians navigate in a world culture that does not align with the culture of God's kingdom? And there are so many situations that I know that are popping up in your minds of like, well, I need advice on, you know, this at work or this with friends or this with my small group or whatever. But if we saturate our minds with the love and the principles that are in God's word, even just the book of Proverbs alone. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. And if we humble ourselves, literally we can find so many answers. Like I, I just wrote down, you know, diet culture, the Bible talks so much about valuing our own bodies mm -hmm. Work culture. It talks about how to live peaceably with all cancel culture. Jesus literally himself exemplified a true heart of forgiveness and understanding with everyone he came into contact with. So if we just take those principles and apply them as a whole to our situation, sometimes we ask God to speak into our situation and he's just wanting us to open our Bible. Amen. And sometimes I do know that he speaks directly into, you know, through the Holy spirit. And I'm so thankful for that, but also guys, he's given us a whole book that's inspired by what he, what he stands for. And, and I think that we just forget about that sometimes. I think you're right. You're going to laugh at me, Sarah, but do you remember that song? Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Exactly. Maybe call him up and tell him what you want. Yes, if, you're, if you're struggling in, in any of these, in any of these seasons or, or whatever it is. And you know what? Call him up just because. Jesus is a sweet friend. And you know yeah. what? There are times that he probably thinks that I'm, he's like, Jesus is a great friend to me, but I'm not always a great friend back. Yeah. Um, so call him up, you know, get into the word of God and, and learn more about, about what he's called us to the tools that he has given us to, um, to be better servants of him, but also the, the armor that he's given us to protect ourselves. Um, because going out into the world, uh, this probably is going to sound so cynical, but, um, we as Christians cannot solely go out into the world ready to just be all sunshine and rainbows and love on everybody and, and expect it all to be perfectly okay and to never get hurt and bad things to never happen because that's not what God promised and you're fooling yourself. Yeah, you're right. God has given us armor, but he's also given us tools to love ourselves and our families and others better so that they may come to know him. Yeah. That's, that's what we're here for. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. Man, that's so good. I think just keeping that kingdom uh, perspective in our minds at all times um, really is the answer. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, um, I, this is the last thing that I, I'm not necessarily lasting, but I think my last part about all the toxic things that just kind of came to my mind is um, I think a part of idolatry is really a part of all the toxic cultures. You're right. When it comes to um, cancel culture, you're, the toxic part is um, being right. Um, yeah. When it comes to toxic work culture, it sometimes is materialism or status. When it comes to toxic um, diet culture, it can become physical, like with your body. If it's toxic self-care culture, um, it's just wanting to be comfortable constantly want to be comfortable and avoiding all adversity and in case you forgot adversity is what is required for anything to grow you're not going to grow in god if you're constantly worried about staying comfortable yeah you're exactly right man that is so good girl i feel like we could have a whole tell me about it series or tell me about it season i mean over navigating this because really it's just navigating the world that we live in mm-hmm. um, on this side of heaven. It will never be whole. And I was telling Liz when we were, when we were posing our main question that we're talking about today is I feel like so much of my heart wants to say how to solve the world culture that we're in, but mm-hmm. here it will never be solved. Mm-hmm. We can only navigate through it knowing that where we're headed is absolutely perfect in its culture. And that makes me very excited. Amen. Amen. And y'all don't beat yourselves up over these things. Honey, if you've fallen short, which we all have, guess what? There, in the letters that were read that we talked about last week and that we're still talking about even this week, these issues have been going on for centuries. You're not the first, you're not the last, but regardless of where you find yourself in this journey, know that God has equipped you with everything you need to overcome it. He is there to help you overcome it. Absolutely. I'm so thankful. Amen. Amen. What a sweet gift. Absolutely. Well, y'all, I think this is, this is about all the toxic talk we got in us for today. Um, (laughs) If you guys liked us, I know we got off on a tangent about body image, and I apologize again for mentioning the situation of my flat chestedness. Girl, don't apologize. Um, You're being real vulnerable. I am who I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm having one of those moments that are any of y'all ever vulnerable, and then you, like, have vulnerability, like, reservation. You're like, oh, gosh, should I have shared that? But, you know, if it was for somebody, holla at your girl. Make me feel good. <laughs> But anyway, if you guys would like more talk about confidence, body image, any of that stuff, because I feel like we got a little bit more of that in us, Liz. You know, I think so for sure. We'll probably talk about it all the time, actually, every episode. But um, we're just gonna make it like a segment of each show. Like we're gonna talk <laughs> about what's on our mind today about our bodies. Um, Real. I know, but if y'all have any questions or would like to hear more about that, y'all let us know. And we're gonna dive into the New Testament for the uh, next two um, episodes in this season. And then we're going to end with a very special guest. We're super excited to end with a bang. And I cannot believe that there are only three episodes left in season four after this girly. What? Oh my gosh. That's absolutely unbelievable. It really is. I can't, I can't, 
but we're so thankful for you all for joining us. I can't wait to talk with you guys again next Tuesday. Yes, it's our favorite day of the week. It really is. <laughs> well, we love you guys. We hope y'all have a great week. We hope that this helped you in some way learn how to navigate this crazy world around us. And yeah. we will see you back here next week for Tell Me About It Tuesday, y'all. All right, bye. Bye, guys. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.